Challenging the status quo. Politics Central on the Weekend Collective on News Talk ZB. News Talk ZB at 18 minutes to 4. Tim Roxburgh and Tim Beveridge here. Don't forget, from 4 o'clock, if you have any trouble at all with your sleep, for the Health Hub Hour, we have one of the top sleep doctors in the country joining us, answering your questions. Dr. Alex Bartle from 4. But until then, it is Politics Central. Remember, you can text us anytime on 9292. And right now, we cross to somebody who is an, an expert and specialises in Southeast Asian studies at the Australian National University to try and explain to us what is happening in the South China Sea. There's a headline today, South China Sea, US clash with China now inevitable. So to shine some light on this, Hunter Marston joins us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your show. G'day, Hunter. Uh, So for a little bit of context, what has and is China doing that's making uh, other countries so uncomfortable? Sure. So in recent years, China has um, laid expanded claim to its uh, nine-dash line and militarized features in the South China Sea. On the islands it's built, it's uh, laid down new airstrips and brought in fighter jets. Um, It's also sort of uh, intimidated the smaller countries in Southeast Asia by deploying patrol vessels and oil rigs into their claimed waters to dispute the claims that they have with China. Do we have an idea of how much land they've actually created in terms of an area? Is there some sort of easy comparison? Um, That's a great question. Uh, The best figures I've seen out there show that um, some of these features... uh, include uh, hundreds of acres and and far outstrip any of the rival uh, features developed by South China Sea partners like Vietnam, which has also dumped some sand and concrete into the South China Sea to reinforce submerged features. But China by far outstrips those uh, competitors in reclaimed features. And and so Um, the the countries which are really affected by this, is is it primarily Vietnam, the Philippines, Malaysia? Yes, and Little Brunei uh, also. So... Recently, there's been, I'm not sure if the right description would be a line in the sand drawn, but the United States has made a declaration of it, uh, the territorial grab as being illegal, illegal, and it wants bullied neighbours to stand their ground. What, what are the implications of these comments from, uh, from the states? Yeah, I think it's a timely development. Um, really, what this is doing is making explicit what had already been implicit. So the United States has now aligned its position with the 2016 UN Convention on the Law of the Sea decision made by the Arbitral Tribunal at The Hague. Uh, that means that we will no longer recognize Chinese claims to submerge, submerged features which uh, are not entitled to exclusive economic zones or territorial waters. Um, particularly those affect disputed features within the Philippines and Vietnam's waters, as well as Malaysia. Uh, so Secretary of State Pompeo specifically identified features like Luconia Shoal, which falls within Malaysia's exclusive economic zone. So the U.S. will now uh, defend those countries' claims <clears throat> according to international law. So what can those countries actually do? Uh, I mean, I guess everyone in the world really needs China economically, but you also have to somehow stand up to China. So what can those countries do? That's a great question, and there's not a whole lot they can do. Um, If you look at the behavior of some countries like Vietnam and the Philippines, they've shown really contrasting responses to Chinese assertiveness in their waters. Vietnam has deployed its own Coast Guard vessels and patrol vessels to sort of stand up to China's uh, increased assertiveness. And actually, that's resulted in several uh, really tough episodes with 
China sinking Vietnamese fishing boats, um, ramming their ships. The same has happened with the Philippines, where actually you see President Duterte saying, you know, we're essentially powerless to stop China's uh, claims in the South China Sea. Mm. So you see contrasting uh, responses. Some of these small countries want to stand up. Most want the help of the United States, but many don't want the United States to actually be too forceful in its uh, coming to their defenses. So is it fair to say that the U.S.'s uh, approach to this is somewhat in tune with the wishes of the rest of the world? For the most part, yes. I think the United States' uh, new policy update will be welcomed by most of Southeast Asian states, even if they aren't making public statements. Uh, So, for instance, uh, the Philippines' uh, Defense Secretary Lorenzana has urged China to comply with the 2016 uh, decision and the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. Similarly, Vietnam's foreign ministry has also come out to support the U.S. decision and urge China to follow international law. Other partners, uh, big countries like Australia, for instance, haven't quite clarified their positions yet, but I think are all uh, sort of assessing what the uh, follow-up should be. Hunter, could there be war? I mean, could there be shots fired? Uh, Certainly, that's always a possibility. In the past, we've seen um, shots fired in 1988, naval conflict between uh, Vietnam and China. So it's been some time since we've actually seen um, kinetic frictions between these countries. But uh, it seems like these expanding disputes and uh, the rising tensions could lead to one of these states uh, having to defend their sovereignty against Chinese claims and perhaps expecting the U.S. or Japan or Australia to come to their defense and do something about it. I've seen some comments that uh, the way that China's behaving and its rhetoric, it's left itself little wiggle room. Uh, is, is, um, are they willing to respond to, or is there any indication that the, the United States' stance is going to see some tangible change in China's attitude or approach to the whole region? Well, over the past several years, we've seen a hardening of Chinese attitudes. Um, if you look at uh, the most immediate responses to Secretary Pompeo's remarks, it's been more of the same, which is China's position is that essentially the U.S. is the external power trying to interfere in these regional disputes. And China wants to frame itself as sort of the uh, benign hegemon in, in the region that the U.S. is interfering or meddling or trying to uh, encourage these little countries to stand up to China and provoke conflict. All right, thank you so much for your insight. It's Hunter Marston, who specialises in Southeast Asian studies at the Australian National University. Enjoy your afternoon. Thanks so much, you too.